This episode of That Comic Smell is sponsored by David Robertson's The Taybridge Disaster Comic, now funding on Kickstarter. On Sunday the 28th of December 1879, the Tayrail Bridge collapsed as a train from Burnt Island to Dundee passed over it, killing all aboard. Read about this extraordinary event and everything surrounding it in the new comic by David Robertson under his Fred Egg Comics imprint. Go to Kickstarter today and pledge on the Taybridge Disaster comic. That Comic Smell comic issue number one is now available to buy. Join David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadaka and Tom Stewart with guest artist John Tucker as they create their first anthology together. Buy your copy today at fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com Go to fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com today to buy your copy. Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadaka and Tom Stewart. This was he got back there. This was uh, this was meant to be at half six. Well, what time do you call this? Eh? Eh? I don't know. Kids these days. Kids these days, eh? Kids these days. I would. I would. There's no way I can make half six. No, so, it's, right. it's not possible. It's okay. It's too tight. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I didn't make it either. I was still eating my tea. No, to be fair, I didn't even make it. I wasn't here until about 22 or something like that, a quarter to, because uh, I was making myself a cup of tea. No full tea, but a cup of tea. Oh, well, I, I was here and I was drawing comics, so I've got the best excuse out of the lot of you Aww. for being late, but You're I wasn't hero. late. There's the there's hero. there's the there's the one up man shit right there, and he's just he's just <laughs> throwing his massive schlong on the desk. There we go. You you win. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Oh, <gasps> forever, people. Nice. Oh, I'm feeling that. Mm. Wow. Well back, done. Just, even the back of the cover is great. Feeling that and a half, yeah. mate. Oh. Yeah. I can't get my zipper open in time. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, it's been good. Bye. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh. I was not expecting Happy that. Year. <laughs> oh, it was a very happy new year. So, so, what is it tonight? Um, yeah, what I was going to ask. Christmas. And... Mike's, Mike's pick. It was, oh, okay. It was Christmas. Yeah, Christmas and our, our three books that we intended to read over the last year. Intention fails. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And are we thinking of another three for next year? Oh, that's an idea. Oh, so I, I thought of a couple already, but I thought maybe we can uh, think about it. 
Yeah. See what we come up with. Oh no, I've I've got an. If if you want to do another three for next year, I would say we just off the cuff. You have to pick three now off yourself. Okay. All right, but they have to be someone you've not read mm-hmm. that you've had for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nando's sitting like, oh okay, shit. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh that shit. That puts you on the spot, doesn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Cool. No, no. No, because everything I have, I read. <laughs> so you read all. I haven't read. <laughs> so it's not something that I buy. Oh, I'll read it. I'll read. No. I buy it. I get a read. That's 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 an standing that pie for very long. You know? Did you have any for this time around though? Did you have a few to yeah. read? Um Nando? For like Remember like, a year ago we all picked some books that we were definitely gonna read. Yes. And then, and then report back. Did you have any? Definitely gonna read. No, well not so much definitely gonna read. Books that I wanted to get. I got oh, list, okay. actually. Right. Um, and I've been incredibly get. successful because I got everything. <clears throat> yeah, right. Everything. You Tom's... had, you had, on your on, had... on on your list. Your I whole... got my list here. Yeah, because you just had Holy Grails. You didn't have intention fails, did you? Oh. What a swap! I had the Corto Maltese. The Ballad of the Salty Sea, which by that time I have pre-ordered and I got it just a month after because mm-hmm. I got it just in March. Um, Commandy by Jack Kirby. Yep. Yep. Which I got the omnibus. I managed to get that in March as well. The Contra with God trilogy by by Will Eisner, which. Mr. Stewart, there, very kindly, uh, got for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Sorry. Then there was few books from Thorgal mm-hmm. to complete the series. Um, somewhere in Spanish, somewhere in English. Uh, one, two, three, four. There was uh, five books from Blueberry. Mm-hmm. Again. Yep. Master of Kung Fu. And I had also Challengers of the Unknown, Jack Kirby. And I managed to buy during lockdown everything <laughs> except Challengers of the Unknown, which again, Mr. Stewart very kindly. It's oh, a Christmas present. Lovely. I'm reading just now. Lovely, lovely. Nice. So, so yeah, I did very well. <laughs> I was very successful I saw loads. They give me a lot of income. 
<laughs> so yeah, I was buying his stuff constantly through eBay and Amazon. Nice. And I managed to get a few bargains as well. So that's part, yeah. Yeah, that's always good. Did anyway. you read all your stuff, Nando? All the yeah. stuff. I take it all you did stuff. all the books, all the stuff all you just mentioned. Yes. 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 Yeah. Lockdown. Was it all good? I was. Some of the blueberry, I was slightly disappointed with the stories. The Ooh. art still holding very high. Mm-hmm. Um, Commandy, I loved. I thought it was just exactly was what I was expecting. Kind of Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. sort of science fiction adventure. That was really good. I really enjoyed that. The the Battle of the Salted Sea. I knew the the story already had in a different format, but I was very satisfied with the format of this, which is quite large. Um, what was the other thing? Master of Kung Fu was fantastic. That's great. Duck Munch and my sec. That's brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Um, I mean, some of the... Because I had some issues from that book. And that's the ones that Tom picked up from that lot of comics. Mm. Oh, was it? Yeah, some of them. Um, what else? Uh, I'm not to them yet. The Thorgal, that was great to get those Thorgal as well, because I, 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 I had the whole story, the whole kind of odyssey that goes through. So that was very, very good. Again, the art goes even better. It's, it's such a great saga, Thorgal. It's, it's fantastic. Really, really, really good. So, yeah, some of the slight disappointment with some of the Blueberry books, but other than that, not that would go, oh, no, you know, that's awful. No, actually, everything was really good. I mean, you know, Jack Kirby, um, <laughs> Rosinski, Van Ham. Mobius, my sake. I mean, I mean, this is just to me. Will Eisner, you know, creme de la creme. I mean, this is just (laughs) excellence. Excellent, absolutely. Yeah, everything goes to the excellent box. Nice, everything goes to the there's nothing that went to the fuck off box. Excellence. There's been pl- there's been plenty of going to the fuck off box here, Nando, yeah, to make up for it. So you're all good. Yeah, there is always that, you know. Yeah. It's always that. That's no, good. It's yeah, good. These are. It's one of the things. In the last few years, as as I managed to get the bookshelves and the room here and and assessing all what I have in Spain and what I have here, and I thought no. I need to cut down my collection. I need to really fine tune it. I need to get rid of the stuff that needs to go. And yeah. so sell it, give it away, do whatever you need to do. Mm. And and then do a short list of things that you must have that I feel, yes, this deserve this book deserves a place in my bookshelf. So for example, yeah. Command the Omnibus by Jackie Bidad deserves a place in the, in the bookshelf. Nice. So he does the, you know, the the contact with God trilogy that is has that deserves a place in any bookshelf <laughs> and many more. You know, so 
certain things, certain gems that I think is a must-have if you're a comic fan. Good. <laughs> I decided just went for it. And, and that was the year. I don't think 2021 is going to be as successful for me, to be honest. Yeah. Interesting, that. There'll be, there'll be some, you know, the old thing here and there, but I don't think, because I got so much stuff last year, that stuff that I was after and I, and I was looking, trying to get, and so, yeah. Mm. Well, like depends on depends on if you manage to get to like fifty uh, p in pound bins, you might you might get some good stuff. Yeah, if that, if that comes up that's... nearer the end of the year, then you might be successful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, the only thing I would really I would consider something to try to get would be. 2001 Space Odyssey by Jack Kirby mm -hmm. number 8 number 10 and the Marvel Treasury that's the three I don't have is one of them the machine the other, yeah I have the other single issues but I think those are the three <clears> I don't have I need, I need to double check but for the numbers but uh, 8 is definitely one I don't have. That's actually very expensive. Um, number ten is quite scarce. It's quite hard to get. And the and the treasury, the amount of the treasury, that's always very expensive. Hmm. So yeah. But yeah, those those are the kind of things that. Other than that, is I'm not actively looking for anything. I'm looking for the last book of the Scorpion. Oh, I. European by. Uh, Desberg and Marini, Marini, yeah. which has just been published in Spain. So that's the one I want to get. It was published in in France a few years ago. That's it's the last. Sorry. No, it's right. No, you go. Yeah. So yeah, that's one that I will try to get. But that's that's pretty much. Yeah. Mm. That's um that's something I would probably like to <clears throat> read more of this year. It's um uh, a lot of well, I'd like to see a lot more artwork from Marini, but a lot of the stories that he's tied with are decent as well. I wouldn't mind actually delving into some of them. Raptures, Scorpion. Uh, actually even that even that Batman one. Yeah, and Gypsy he did Gypsy, Gypsy that's it, yeah. Before uh, raptors and a scorpion. Hmm. What was uh, the other one? Science fiction. What was the Sorry. other one? He was. What was the other one? He was um, tied with. Uh, something about like, uh, I want to say it's something to do with like Romans or something. Oh, the Eagles of Rome. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but well, that has not been published in English. Uh, I, I think Europe Comics. I think Europe Comics published it in English. Have they? I th I think. Um, if I remember rightly, I'm I'd, I'd, I'd have to I'd, I'd have to look it up, but I'm sure it was either Europe Comics or Isneo or something like that. Um, I heard somebody speaking about it anyway, saying that they'd read it, they'd read it. Uh, yeah, it's coming up here. Europe Comics, Eagles of Rome. Um, in the series, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where one to. One to four? 
Oh no, one to five. Oh. Yeah. Um, I missed that. Okay. Is it there in this series? And then all the ones there. Oh, they're but, available in. But Europe, but Europe Comics is just digital. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, just no. now, anyway. Just now. It's just digital. Um, I'm after hard copies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's but they are translated that way, so I'll, I'll get a chance to at least read it that way. <laughs> I'm not as yeah. Um, no, I, I have some digital. I have some digital, but no, I I one master is always hard. Yeah, I'm not as uh, I'm not as pre- uh, uh, I'm not uh, as precious. <laughs> I'm not as precious when it comes to just reading something, just purely on the basis that it's not going to cost me as much to just for a first read, um, mm-hmm. and then after that as well, I can go like eBay hunting or whatever to get it. Um, but I don't know. I sometimes. More these days, I sometimes feel a bit hard done by if I buy something hard copy and then it turns out to be shite. I'm like, Ugh. now I'm left with this oh, fucking yeah. this yeah. fucking thing. You know what I mean? Um, which has happened a number of times. I've got even stuff off of eBay. You know, I've maybe went, oh, you know what? You know, I'll put I'll push I'll push the boat out. I'll I'll buy it at a wee bit higher price. You know, I'll pay I'll pay that tenner and then I get it through and I'm like, oh for fuck, this is awful. <laughs> then it gets recycled. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, I just can't fight. Like, I either have to sell it on eBay and cut my losses or pass it off to somebody else and say, maybe you'll like it. Um, but, oh, it's just a pain in the dick sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll just I'll read stuff. Di- I'm more inclined to read stuff digitally these days. It's like that, because there's always, like, a fucking comicsology sale or something like that that'll do it for, like, 79p or something. You know what I mean? So, it's not so bad. You know, I don't generally operate that way as a reader, but uh, I've had an example of that this past year with the uh, one of my things I got for Christmas, which was the uh, What We Don't Talk About. Oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I read that last year and really liked it. That was digital, you yep. know, the one they, they sent us. Yep, yep, yep. And then I liked it so much, I thought, I want to get a book of that, just yep. to look through the colours and everything in print. So... <laughs> Maybe I'll go more that way in the future. It's with some stuff. It's a safe, it's just a safer bet because you, you're not the stakes aren't as aren't as high. You're not having to break the bank as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if I'd bought that off, it would have been twelve quid. Yep. And then say say I didn't like it. Well, you know, can I pour another twelve quid down the toilet now, please? You know. Yep. Twelve yeah. quid to read a book you don't like is you know. Yep. Whereas you can get their stuff digitally for like half the price or something like that you know what I mean so you guys seem so evolved next to me I mean I I still use pen quills I'm not used to this idea of digital (laughs) stuff I know my equivalent of the mobile phone is to do smoke signals (laughs) Ernest Ernest bring me my ink and quill (laughs) I must must write home to the homestead let them know the big news (laughs) Quills, eh? D- dear family, I have I, in- got- I have introduced I three got- new books into my library. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ernest. An accelerating experience. Yeah, thank you, Ernest. Take this by horse, post haste. <laughs> Marcus of Queensbury's rules. I've never been so insulted in my entire life. <laughs> 
Oh dear. <laughs> Who are you people? <laughs> By the way, I, I love the twist of uh, Winston Churchill being zapped back into Dundee. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. I was close with that. Yeah. And he's and he's last. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe this is spoilers. Oh well. You know what he shouts? This town. What is it? This no, town it's too early. Me. This town will kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Dundee night. That that that. This town will kill me. That's that's a real quote. He did say that about Dundee. I didn't just make that up. He was not not their most beloved of MPs. We have to say. Oh, no, he wasn't very well liked up here. That'd be like most of them. So I just thought of a drift like that. <laughs> oh, that reminds I... me. Um, you, you mentioned the uh, coin, H.J. Wells coin. Yeah. Uh, I, apparently another mistake has been spotted. Because yeah. you know how you've got the four-legged tripod and then the invisible man wearing the wrong hat? There's yeah. meant to be a quote uh, inscripted in, in on the coin. Mm-hmm. And all the H.J. Well um, biographers... They don't know where they got this quote from because it's not to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they looked into it and there's something slightly similar to it or something. I'll tell you, everything yeah. I hear about this coin, it just gets better and better. I, I can't wait to get it. <laughs> I, I think it's amazing. It makes you, you have w- a four legged tripod. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. What's the one thing everybody knows about War of the Worlds, you know? Three-legged tripods are running about. Let's give it four legs. <laughs> yeah, do that. Let's give it four legs. Tripod. You know. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. I am hoping to get that coin. Me too, after that laugh. <laughs> yeah. Thank oh, goodness it never did anything with the time machine. Probably would have had Jeremy Irons sort of etched on the other side. You know the invisible man with that hat on? He's the gentleman ghost from from yeah. Batman. Yeah. I mean, that's what he is. He's yes. the gentleman ghost if he's dressed like that. Yeah, so he's monocle. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Listen, you mentioned it Claude, your films. Was it Claude Rayner? To... Oh, cool. Claude Rayner. Yeah, played the invisible man in one of the early black and white versions. I don't know, I couldn't get a good look at him to see who it was. I've been spoiled again. Should have known it was coming. Oh, amazing. This is my, this is my uh, set of inks. That I got for colouring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Windsor and Newton inks. I've never used these before. No, th- I got these. Bought these online. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. They were like eighteen quid or something. Yeah, so you can get them from them. the range. They're, they look pretty good, but I've never used them. No, me neither, and I'm not even really sure how to use them. So I'm going to look into that a bit, and then I'm going to do a bit of colouring. So I'm looking forward to that. Not that we're sponsored by Windsor and Newton. <laughs> I wish. Well, I've not said if they're good or bad yet, have I? So 
They're really good ones on Newton. Send this, boxes of them to me. This this podcast is brought to you by Windsor and Newton. <laughs> <coughs> Inkst, do you proud? I got colour pencils from colouring uh, in and, and keeping the black line, you know, yeah. on your artwork. I've been interested in that for years. So I do the line afterward. Never be colour blind again. Windsor and Newton inks. <laughs> You did the line afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I did that when I did the watercolour pencils. I found that easier. And in the past, I used to put the line in first, and then you would go over inevitably. Yeah. And sometimes line might even smudge. So I thought, well, I'll just wait for the paper to dry and then do that line in ink. Um, so you I did went get directly onto the the colour artwork. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That worked well for you. Yeah. I see that. Well, I, I see hope it, it did. I see a lot of folks doing that, working working that way. They do the colours and then do the inks on top. Yeah, because because it's watercolour, the pencils still tend to show up underneath. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm kind of resistant to that. I'm not even sure why. I think I like having the black and white line work and the coloured mm. line work. It's familiar. And if and if you do it that way, the black and white. On its own, never existed. So, yeah. Anyway, it's just more f- things to have fun with. Aye, good. What yeah. um, what uh, what were your int- intention feels again? I can't. I, I couldn't see them. But for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, okay. I did. I did three. I did the. Uh, I finished reading them today. The last one. <laughs> what did you? Yeah. My first. My first one was. Whatever happened to the world of tomorrow, Brian Fees or Fies? Uh, fees, yeah. And this is the this was really good. This was um, I finished <coughs> this one summer, and it's him talking about how him and his father are both really interested in the space race, and they grew up in the age of technology was going to make the world better in the future mm. and all that and now he's looking back saying what happened to all that and um where am i here yeah he he uh i, I think i mentioned i'd started reading it and i told you guys some of it like there's there's comics in it like in the story he goes to the world's fair and, and they're selling comics about space age adventure and in this book the paper stock changes and, and and it's like a comic has been glued in, and it's and it's brown paper, and it's got all the bendy dots and what have you for the colouring, and it's a more traditional page layer on the comic, the Space Age Adventure comic. Mm. So in there, it's like eight pages of eight panels a page mm. oh, nice. of the stories in the comic, whereas throughout the book, it's more it's more like one panel or page, maybe two as it goes through. Is that a picture of Walt Disney there? Yeah. Yeah, they ah. talk a lot about Walt Disney. Yeah. Because I, I, I went to their uh, sort of future world of tomorrow thing in Florida at the Magic Kingdom. Just just like what that's uh, what that's based on, I think. I think it's based yeah. on. Yeah. yeah there's, You've got there's these rides that are animatronic and you see what the world could like, look like in the future it's really interesting not accurate when you think about now is the time most of that's meant to be happening but it's still very interesting yeah 
kind of mentions on that all the idealism and what have you and then in the end what happened it all became a theme park that you can go and visit you know it turned out not <laughs> to be the, the future <laughs> now it's just a theme park I think, um... and the thing that's no on you go sorry I, I was going to say the thing that underlies this is his, him and his dad both being interested in this and then as they grow up their ideas change on it and um, there's different arguments that they're having as they go along and and, and he lists things like you know we uh, they argue about loads of things and he's got this list uh, Vietnam, Kent State Watergate Strategic mm-hmm. arms limitation talks, Arab oil embargo. They they disagree on all of that, and finally the only thing they're left with is the uh, the space race. But even their ideas on why that was good are different. It's an interesting father and son story, which is always good to read. No, an interesting I... thing is how the Simpsons managed to predict more things happening in the future. I know. That's yeah. kind of scary. Another one. Another one, yeah. Old Hornhead. <laughs> Don't like to give him a cutesy name, like, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, of, one of my uh, comic characters I came up with back in the 90s, who was just like a sort of uh, villain, was called Hornhead, except he had a horn coming out of his nose. <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> the World's Fair thing. Uh, Tom Hanks has a a book called Uncommon Type, where he does short stories on a different like a, a different short story on a different typewriter from his collection. Right, um, and he put them all into one book, and he has a story about a a time traveller who goes back to the World's Fair and is trying to oh. find this woman and her kids and trying his best to woo her and he keeps going back like every time trying to get more time with her every time and it's always going back to the world's fair and being like oh have you been in and seen you know the man in the the rocket or whatever you know what I mean like the, the, they've all gone to see specific things and have you seen that have you seen the, the fast train and all this kind of stuff you know it's really cool so every time you bring it up like the world of tomorrow thing I always just think of him being like I'm gonna go back and see this woman in in time or whatever. It was it was do you know it was, it was a really really good story, um, and all I kept thinking was God I wish there was a comic of this. <laughs> ah, sounds it's, good. Yeah, it's worth checking out. It's a, do you know it, it's a really good book actually. Like all the different stories that he's got, um, but that one in particular it was it was really good. It's just a guy who like it, it was a very sort of it was very futuristic, and he was just like bored. And he was the guy that ran the company and this hotel that could send them back in time and stuff. But they had to be in these specific specific settings and places, and the, you know they could do whatever they wanted. They didn't muck about with the time stream and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, worth checking out. Good. So just we mentioning the World's Fair and stuff just made me think yeah. about it. Uh, that's good well, though. I'd recommend that one. So that so that stays firmly on the that's excellence pile. It does actually. Good. That was really good. Good. But my next one that it was the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> J- Jimmy Gunley. 
And this was about um, him making a was, comic. This was about him <laughs> making a comic. Oh, it is. The <laughs> idea ever, yeah. <laughs> I I had thought it was about he had the idea to make a comic, and that was the dumbest idea ever. That was my take on, and I thought, yeah, I'm reading that. It's a bit. It's a little bit. The actual dumbest idea ever is it goes into he decides I'll make a comic and so he really likes he makes a mashup of like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and he does three pages of this he puts loads of details into it and he know I mean at this stage he's like you know 10 or something you know right, right. Uh, and he's uh, maybe a bit older I, can't, I don't know the exact but he's, he's at school anyway and and he's so pleased with this and he thinks it's great so he gives it to his pal to read it Tony Tony was his buddy uh, and then Tony never gets back to him and he's saying you know he's God that meant so much to me to make that comic these three pages and he's not even bothered to read it and he's avoiding me so finally he he gets hold of him and, and confronts him and of course Tony goes uh, I did read it okay and he went oh you did read it and what did you think didn't really like it you know and it like it cuts right into him like what do you mean you know it's he's shocked and then uh tony's saying you know nobody wants to actually it's funny because there's a bit in it and it's he says something like um uh what was it who would want to read he says uh, uh who would want to read about evil jewelry and that made me laugh what all these infinity gems are yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. You know? um <laughs> so but that was just a passing thing and then he says well no look you should do something else why don't you do a comic like about us and then that's when uh, our hero shouts that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard <laughs> so that's his immediate reaction but then as time goes by he realises no I do need to do stories about about what I think about me someone real not just I love Star Wars so here's my sci-fi <laughs> version of the you know, so it's really good as a youngster he gets into that idea and there's also a bit of um, I noticed they did the same trick they show an old comic he did and then the, the it's usually the white paper and then it, and then the, there's the comic he made oh. and it's and it's yeah. the brown paper again yeah, slightly yeah. different and I thought that's funny that's the same idea again and then it ends up that he did that for this girl we knew that was moving away but he never he never he doesn't catch her and it ends up getting getting left and it's all in the rain and all the oh. all the drawings are washing away and all that so it's quite emotional you know and then later on he he has a trip to new york and he's going to all the different museums and he's seen all the different art and he's really it's making him think about what his art could be and what he wants to do and it's good. It's quite inspirational in its own wee way. Mm. I'd say it's, I'd say it's maybe ideal for younger people. Okay. But you know, it works for anybody that's thinking about what art they could be reading or writing or making or whatever. Just a good little <coughs> book. Yeah, look, it is a scholastic book, so it's being marketed as this is for kids. No. And it says... Uh, did you say it was Jimmy Gonley or Jimmy, Jimmy Gownley? Jimmy Gownley. Gownley. New York Times best-selling author, so I don't, know that's for, I don't think that's for this. Hmm. But the fact he's on Scholastic means he must be 
known somehow. Selling. Oh, Amelia Rules. You know that? That's a familiar title to me. Amelia Rules. So I think that's where he's made his uh, name. That was another one I bought about six years ago. I was sitting there, <laughs> just thinking about that. So this has been a good, a good exercise in reading things. And then my last one was the world's least famous rock band, Not Quite Dead, Last Gig. Oh yeah, Schnagrillig. Schnagrillig. Gilbert Shelton. Um, Fat Freddy's Cat. Freak Brothers. This is the one that I finished off today. And it's it's funny, it's enjoyable, it's got a lot of it's very much of that style that you'd expect from him. The yep. old style undergrounds. Yep. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a disconnect for me. Because I'm used to seeing his kind of comics in the black and white newsprint. Mm-hmm. And then here they've got very well done colour. And it like digital color. I mean, it looks good, but for a few pages, I was sitting going, ah, 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 you know, it does not compute. <laughs> Some, someone's not right here. What are <laughs> and then I figured out it was the color. But I think it's good. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh, someone's not right. What happened? No, it's got a no, good, no. Um, <laughs> the, the, the story, they, they get kind of tricked into going on this, doing this concert. They have to go to Schnagrillig. I'm going to have to look at that every time I say it. And um, it's really just the government has decided to send them over there, cause a big cultural disgrace, and then get uh, that gives the, gov- our, the, the, the US government, that, that gives them the reason to then invade. Hmm. So, uh, so that's so that's what that's what they've done. So, so this band of soldiers—they don't anything. They're sending them over. They want them to get hurt, and then that's like a disgrace. So they're they're doing things like uh, they're giving, like their managers here. The manager is running over with these bits of paper, and he says to them, "When you go on stage, listen. I've written out phonetically all the words to an old." Schnagrillgen song. Quick, sing this to the tune of Wooly Bully. So they go on, they go on stage and they're they're giving it yaka flaka dookie and all this, and then it's translated at the side and it's these are the lyrics they're singing to this crowd. We vomit on your king. We defecate on the tombs of your ancestors. We perform perverse sexual acts on your mother and your sister and your father and your brother. And then the chorus is uh, kiss my bottom, kiss my bottom, kiss my bottom. And then they're like, thank you. And then it just cuts to the crowd and they're all just looking at them. (laughs) (laughs) This is blasphemy. God must be avenged. (laughs) <laughs> they've got they've got a lot of uh, religious uh, fanatic people in this comic as well that are that are losing it all the time mm. over everything. They say we must pray to the deity for guidance as to the appropriate course of action. Everyone down on the floor, and they're all lying on the floor rolling about, and it's like pray, 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 pray. <laughs> and then when you turn it, one of them goes, "God is speaking to me. He says we must confront these infidels." 
tell them to go make their music in some other part of the world. If they refuse to cooperate, even though we are men of peace, we are required to chop off their fingers, cut out their tongues. Isn't that right, God? <laughs> Yay! Everybody get your knives <laughs> and swords! And they're all running off to get their swords and everything, and they all run off excited to, to, to do this. So it's quite entertaining comic, and it, I feel like it's in that underground way. It's, it's being rebellious. It's making points about things, you know. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's not a... I don't know. It's it's a bit more. It feels a bit more slight to me than the other two. They they stand as work alone stories in my mind. I mean, this is uh, not quite dead number six. So uh, even though it's a book format, this is more like an issue on this ongoing story of this band. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, worth the read. And I mean, for goodness' sake, it was one of these clueless forbidden planet specials you know where they buy this in somehow don't know what to do with it and stick it in the <laughs> 99 pence box yeah and so i was like wow gilbert something rock band thing. 99p brilliant so yeah if you fancy a laugh read that try and get your head around the computer coloring on old styly underground artwork must have been Forbidden Planet Edinburgh. My head either. That doesn't quite work on my head either. Because I'm you... used to the underground, the Fire Brothers, and that is kind of yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. But I think this is new yeah. work. It's not. I don't think it's old work that's been coloured. I don't get that impression. It doesn't mm. say anywhere when it originally published in 1971 or anything. The, the, at one point the. The religious fanatic just starts going God hates music <laughs> singer goes well God's a dork then <laughs> and then the king of the uh, king of uh, Schnagrelig comes up and says no no priesty old chap and he's waving the uh, I don't know if you see that he's waving the sword about while he's doing his screaming and then he uh, he cuts his head, the king's head off by mistake <laughs> and he, he goes oh Oops. sorry about that <laughs> That's going to be a map. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Oh man! So and then we get a, like a chase scene as the band are trying to escape from the from the country. Yeah, it's good, entertaining. Good. I think maybe the word nonsense would apply to it as well, <laughs> in a good way, a good way. So that was my three intention fails, and I finished them today, just in the nick of time. Nice. Glad I did. And actually, I'm looking forward to picking another three. I've got my other three worked out now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I do as well. Mm. Okay, well, before... Tom, before... you have to get, get your pen ready to write down uh, all our new three... Uh... It's fine, I'm ready. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's funny, you finished all yours today. I have not finished mine. Oh, intention fail, fail. I, I'm, I actually one of mine. In fact, I might actually uh, give another go to, and it might end up making the fuck off pile. Oh, oh, nice, Ben Kenobi. Obi Wan's cross. <laughs> oh, Obi Wan, hello there. He can bugger off. He lasted an hour and was dead. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hello 
Um, oh well. So. Well, I had um, my one that I did read, the one that I read right through and really enjoyed. Uh, so it's very much on the excellence pile. Was Robin Year One? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Chuck Dixon, Scott Beatty, Javier Pulido, uh, Marco Ma- Marco Martin or Marcos Martin, whatever way you want to say it. Marcos. Yeah. Um, that was really good. I really enjoyed that, and it just—it I don't know—it just proved to me that um, Robin's more of an interesting character than Batman. I mean, don't get me wrong. You—I don't think you could have the stories without having Batman, obviously. But ah, he's just so much more interesting. He's so much more fun. He's not all dark and gloomy, and he still manages to do the same stuff. You know, it was great. I loved it. Which uh, which incarnation of Robin is this? It's Dick. Oh, Dick, Dick Grayson. Grayson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, it is Dick, and it's it's like you know little shorts and slippers and tights sort of. Uh, wait, wait a minute. I'll try and get you a, a good splash photo of him. Yeah, like like your acrobat. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, flying Graysons, all all the all the all the jazz. There we go. There he is, kicking somebody in the face. <laughs> um, but it was just it it was really good. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> it was one of those Eagle Moss collections as well. So the back, the backup had uh, the first ever appearance of Robin. Um, wait a minute, I'll try and get it up. There we go. Nice <laughs> one. So I read that as well. That was really fun. Um, yeah, just I, I really enjoyed it. It's just. Uh, it's really nicely drawn, um, beautiful illustrative sort of style, lovely colours on the go, some nice covers and stuff. There's a lot of Two Face in it, which I'm not really usually a Two Face fan. Um, oh, you're not. No, no, but um, but he worked really well in this. It was really well done. Uh, there was a lot of like high stakes, a lot of jeopardy and stuff. It got really dark at one point, and you know, it was a lot about like how. Robin hadn't really come up against a lot of the sort of harder edge of Batman's world and stuff, and and how he was, you know, he was needing to grow up as as he was going going along, and there was things about him getting involved in death, sort of assassin and young assassin cults and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, it was good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. Actually, looking through it just now, I might actually read it again this week. To be fair, it's quite a breeze to get through. Uh, so I'd been putting off for ages the first issue didn't work as much for me, I still enjoyed it but it was a bit hard the stuff with Mad Hatter and um, you know he's, he's he's getting girls for this high end sort of politician client sort of <clears> thing <throat> and it's Robin sort of tracking him down and um, kind of using the schoolboy element of it and it was tied to a lot of his uh, friends at school and stuff it was it was a good story like i enjoyed it but i don't know there was just something about it it was like they were just getting used to the series you know what i mean like they were just just starting out and kind of finding their feet and then by issue two you were off and running it was yeah. it was brilliant it was really good and they they more tied in as well it was like two two to four two to five can't remember uh sorry two six it four. was yeah, two two to four. Yeah, issues two to four more sort of tied in with each other, 
um, and they were they were really good and a good pace to them and stuff as well. So yeah. you know, it kept kept up the action and it kind of you kind of need to keep that up when it's about a young boy who's very active and like an acrobat. You have to keep this, you have to keep the pace going. You know what I mean? You kind of slow it down with big reams of dialogue or anything because it's just it doesn't fit the character or anything. You know what I mean? Um, it was good. I really enjoyed it. And there was good bits with Alfred and. Um, you know, he him kind of looking after him and stuff, and the bits that did have Batman weren't so doom and gloom. Um, he was just more of a sort of father figure and stuff, and he had a he had a smile on his face and all this kind of stuff. So it was it was nice, it was refreshing. I enjoyed it. I'm I'm kind of sick of reading dark Batman shit all the time and just being like, oh Christ, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, it's all depressing. Yeah. And um, so it was nice to have a bit of fun added back to it. Yeah, it was really good. When I read it, I I really enjoyed that, um, mm-hmm. and then and I recommended that to you. Mm-hmm. That was one of my recommendations. Said you need really need to read. You're gonna really like this. Yeah. Um, and I like the, as you were saying, the artist by Martin and Pulido. I, I think it's so good. It's, it it works so well. It's fun. And it's a, a yeah and and they are influenced by Steve Dicko and. Also by um, what's his name? Uh, the animated series guy. Bruce oh, Bruce Tim. Well, Bruce Tim. There is certain influence there Cook. by Steve Dicko, yeah. and Darwin Cook. There are certain elements in yeah. those, and it's a style of art. is really nice. Mm-hmm. It works really, really well. Yeah. And yeah, as you say, it's 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 lighter, but at the same time has all the punch and all the adventures of Batman that you are after, all yeah. the sort of the villains characters, it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. I I really enjoy that. Yeah, I, but... and it's so easy to read, you just get through the adventure. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with you, the first issue is a little bit not quite there. And after once you start number two is Yeah. It just goes it, it, really def- it definitely shows of a creative team that were brought together and we're just working together for the first time. But like they're 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 all finding their groove and getting used to it. And it's like <coughs> issue two is ready and ready to go. And yeah. they they know what they're doing now. You know they've they've done everything in issue one. Right, fuck it, let's pick up the pace. You know, let's push it out. Let's go for it. Um, and it was good as well that they 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 focus they kind of focus on a villain at a time. They didn't do the usual and throw like tons of them in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like one page has got the penguin, next page has got the Joker, next page has got the Riddler or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's a bit with Mister Freeze, there's a bit with Mad Hatter, and there's a bit with Two Face. Ta-da! You know what I mean? And there's a bit with some guy who's training up kids, but he he's not even really like he's just kind of on the periphery. That he's not even really the main thing. You know what I mean, it's just something that ties these kids in together that Robin gets involved in and a, a sort of run away from home story, you know what I mean? It's it's very focused. You know, this is this guy, yeah. this is this guy, this is this guy. Done. You know what I mean? We're not having and a that's how it should be, really. Yeah. We're not having it's a super d- comics. That's what you want. You don't yeah. want a super complicated backstory with so many threats and villains and super villains and this and the next thing and I you're not making that easy for a new reader. No. But something like that, you could pick up each book separately and you have a good comic 
all together. It's, it's a great collection. Yep. Uh, and very, very enjoyable. And it's it's a modern comic, but it's full of classic superhero. Yeah. Classic superhero storytelling from the 60s and 70s. And that's, and that's, that's what it should be. Yeah. It should be something enjoyable. It should be something that, you know, you want to read again, as you were saying. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's telling that you can slide into the, the first appearance of Robin at the end so easily and enjoy it on the back of reading those four issues. You know what I mean? Like it just shows yeah. that the, the, the fun that the sort of adve- the old adventure feel of it is still there. You know. Um Hi Octane, get ready <laughs> well, <laughs> it's well, great. That's, you know, that's what's about. Yeah. There's times you want to read that and there's times you want to read something more personal or whatever, you know, but Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It totally changes. Like I get I get that with mood and everything, but like that is it's it's something that I noticed. I, I noticed very much so from sort of modern uh, superhero stories. That's missing. There's there's a lot of fun missing from them, and it was it was good and refreshing to read something a bit more fun. Um, <clears throat> on, on, oh, Dave's off. Uh, on the total flip side to that, though, uh, I got halfway through this and uh, didn't realise what it was, um, and now that I've seen what it is I've actually I've probably enjoyed it more realising what it is uh, but I'm only about halfway through and it's it's fine I don't don't need to finish it now but it it stays on the excellence pile and that is uh, Batman Black and White Mm. with a good Toth cover as well now it's going on about you know I'm kind of sick of Batman depressing blah blah yeah, sure, this has a lot of that in it, and that is right, but this is so many different types of Batman stories that yeah. there is there is that in it, but there's also a fun element to it as well. And there's little bits of like concept drawings and different people that have drawn them over the time and little stories in between and that. Do you know, it's, it was a nice mix, and it wasn't what I was expecting. I thought it was just one story. Um, I hadn't actually... I'd never actually ventured in like I, like I say it was an intention fail I bought it and then intended to read it and never got around to it and I think it was I think it was Kayfabe actually the cartoonist Kayfabe actually did a video on it or something like that and they showed like a bunch of different art and I was going wait a minute that's that's not just one story and then it wasn't until I was looking at it I was going this is a this is a Toth cover like go into the inside cover and there's just all these names and I'm like oh right okay I've I've totally missed this <laughs> um, there's just loads of people I there's mean, a few there's a few Batman black and white yeah so yeah there is yeah 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 and few loads of that yeah I mean Brian Bolland Howard Shaken Chuck Dixon Neil Gaiman Archie Goodwin uh, Andrew Andrew Helfer Klaus Janssen Joe Kubert Denny O'Neill, uh, Bill Sinkovich, Walter Simonson, Simon Bisley. I was just like, fucking hell. Matt Wagner. Wow. Um, oh, uh, there's pinups by Meobius, uh, Michael Allred, P. Craig Russell, like loads of stuff. That's, just, the, first, that's the first series. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I have as well. It's, it's uh, really good. Yeah, it was great. 
it was really good. I was really ta- I was really taken aback as I was reading it as well. And one of the ones I really enjoyed when I was reading it was I think it's Shaken's story, uh, if I remember rightly. I just need to double check. This is actually him. Uh, it's called Petty Crimes. Uh, I think it's Howard Chicken. Yeah, Howard Chicken and Ken. Oh, it's lettered. Written and illustrated by Howard Chicken and lettered by Ken Bruznak? Bruznak? Ken Bruznak? I don't know. But anyway, um, Petty, Petty Crimes. And it's about this sort of normal guy who's sort of being pushed over the edge by people who just let their dog shit in the street or traffic jam <laughs> traffic traffic jams or people speaking in the cinema and stuff like that and he's it just always cuts to this guy's face looking just kind of pained and then it cuts to like a massive car wreck or person being shot and just like Batman standing by being like how did how did this happen you know what I mean he, he, He's figuring it out bit by bit that it's just this normal dude, but everybody's going like, "Oh, it must be some psychopath. We're dealing with some <laughs> crazy guy, blah blah blah." And he, it just keeps kind of having uh, a guy not wearing his face mask in the supermarket. Yeah, like somebody th- at one point, two guys throw popcorn on the dude, and it's just got him like with the popcorn on his face, and then there's just <laughs> and then it's just the two guys dead in the cinema, and they're sort of explaining the situation, and Batman's going, "So no one heard a thing." And that's it. Like he's just taking it in, being like, "So this has happened before, all right? So nobody heard a thing, did they? You know that kind of thing." And then it just sort of culminates in him sort of figuring out that it's this fucking Joe Schmo dude who's just had enough. You know what I mean? Um, it's Michael Douglas and fallen yeah. down. Yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, but then he's got Batman to contest with, sort of thing. But no, it was really good. But but, but he draws Batman as like this fucking beast like he's got like a weird sort of weird shape to him that's Robert yeah. <laughs> he just he looks he looks like he's wearing like a big metal suit uh, like look at that first that first panel look at this the shape of him it's yeah, just... I don't know about don't know where Alfred's got his uh, hand like that over Batman's codpiece I don't think that's Alfred ah uh, no, it's that's just no, that's just somebody from a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, true. It's cheating on him. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there was there was some there was some sort of some good um, some good standouts in it. I was quite taken with it, but it's it's one of those that you know you don't you don't have to blast through it. You can just read it a bit at a time. You know, dig in and pick one out and go. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I, I, I didn't yeah, know that was what it was. Yeah, <clears throat> and what makes it good also is there's different artists and creators there, and that just makes it, and just makes it entertaining. And I just, you just pick one and yeah, you enjoy that, and you can pick up another one another time, and yeah, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice wee collection. I'd read the Brian Bolland one before because that was the one that was in the backup of uh, Killing Joke. Yeah, it'd been colorized in in uh, in the killing joke. I'd seen that before. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that I'd started in, in black and white. Uh, that was good. I liked that, and it was a bit different as well. You know, the guy sort of fantasizing about killing Batman. 
yeah. and it actually like it it's showing you you know this is a, you know he's dead um <laughs> but he's just kind of talking about it more than anything um so yeah that was that was interesting um and i i i i'd keep a hold of that probably more so because it's got a nice toth front cover as well um <laughs> and once again yeah and once again you know about three lines and we know that it's batman three lines was, uh, <laughs> three colors was, uh, done there was a good story a few years back where the penguin fantasized about killing batman and it was a two-parter and i don't want to give away anything in case you guys ever come across it because there is a, a sort of um piece at the end when you when you kind of realize that it's all his fantasy rather than real life or, or real or canon on the in the comics but that probably predates the uh the, the the black and white comic by a few years maybe so makes uh makes good sense having it coming from a, a normal person rather than a established super villain. Is it the one where he gets shot in the head? Uh Batman. Yeah. No. No, <laughs> Batman doesn't. He's uh, he's killed by a, a baby a exploding baby bomb. Oh. And he thinks he thinks it's a real baby he's saving, but no, it's a it's a bomb and it just blows up. And naturally, all the Bat family uh, vow to kill the penguin. So the penguin's basically telling his story to a hostage that's on a boat out in the middle of the ocean. The reason I said the reason I thought you might I said that is because the page before is yeah the penguin I've all seen, tied up. I've seen uh, I've seen that one. Uh, that one before. I just like that. I just like the ending because he goes on about like I'll be the, I'll be the guy that um, killed Batman and nobody will know because I, I didn't have any motive. They won't. I won't leave any clue. I'm just an innocent guy. And then he just ends it with being like, then I think I'll finish finish my college education, marry my girlfriend, and have a couple of kids. A boy and a girl would be nice. Living a good and was it blameless life and go on to heaven when I die. Yeah. <laughs> That's like train spotting. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. Um, <laughs> no, this one I was thinking of was an actual two-parter where the penguin was the main character, oh, right, and you okay. see everything from his point of view, and it was a color, color comic. Oh, okay, okay. I'll look it out for next time. See if I can find it. Yeah, the uh, the last one that I just, <laughs> I, I I just skimmed, and you know what? I just, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna to have to give it a go, but it might end up just finding its way into the fuck off pile. To be honest, it just reminded me too much of Morrison's uh, Justice League um, run, and I think it's because it was Mark Wade that followed on from Morrison, wasn't it, on that run? Like Rock of Rock of Ages and all that kind of jazz. Like it was Mark Wade that followed on after that. Um, who was it? Oh God, Howard Porter was the artist on that on that. Whereas this is uh it's Mark Wade, Brian Augustine and uh Barry Kitson and it is GLA Year One. Oh year one. Yeah. And uh I just don't know. It's just the art's not I think I think Barry Kitson Br art. Yeah, I think um did he do uh, Kyle Rayner uh Green Lantern for a wee while. Barry Gibson. Yeah. Uh, oh, now you are. <clears throat> I, I never read the, the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, so I don't know. 
Um, unless it's Augustine, I don't know. Oh, but either no. way, <clears throat> what I'd read so far, I was not impressed. Well, it was a Marvel UK guy in ah, the eighties. Okay. See, it's yeah, just Britain and things. See, that does see nothing to me, and, and so that'll be why. Um, but yeah, I just wasn't. I was looking at the art, being like, "What?" I just, I didn't, I just didn't get it. It just didn't look great to me. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just there was a lot of words and a lot of stuff that just didn't need to be written. Uh, the art just wasn't great. I was just just a bit disappointed, to be honest. I was looking at it, going like, "Yeah," I just wasn't taken in at all, and far too much exposition. And very unimpressive splash pages. I was just like, oh, right, okay. I read a whole bit that featured <coughs> Aquaman, and oh, what, lo and behold, oh, it's a bunch of people taking the piss out of Aquaman. Hey, fish boy, come here. Oh, I can't understand what you're saying with that weird accent of yours. You got water in your ears. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fucking hell, original. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just the most un like why is everybody so unoriginal with Aquaman? It just irritates the life out of me. Why oh, he he can only do things with water and fish. <laughs> what a wanker. You're like what? <laughs> like Really? Like you're Isn't gonna... Aquaman got a thousand times the strength of a normal Ex- human? Exactly. And it just oh, it was just irritating and like there was a good bit. There was a good bit within it where it was like a guy, a normal guy, helped him out and was like, um, "He's like, oh, can I get you a drink?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I just wanted to show you that not all humans are like him or whatever." And I was like, Ugh, "I guess." Like, I don't know. It was just unimpressive and a bit shit. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it another skim. But if I'm not feeling it, then it's meeting the fuck off pile. I can tell you that. And it's huge for 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 to to consider it that much, you know what I mean, like, it's like a phone book, it's, it's no, it's no a fun phone book, <laughs> it's not like a, it's not like a showcase or a Marvel Essential or something like that, you know what I mean, it's just kind of boring, I was a bit really fucked off with it, to be honest, <laughs> so, so yeah, I just didn't, I didn't even bother finishing it, I literally, I was like, I'm not going to sit here and waste my time, Um, so I'll just, I'll, I'll maybe read it. Um, but if if after reading everything that I've got in my to read pile, which is huge at the minute, and I'm not I'm not feeling it, I'll just uh, yeah goodbye. It didn't cost me that much in the first place, so I'm not really that fussed. But that was one of the things. Like at I least say, you give it a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I don't know that I would have. No. I mean, Mark Wade, you know, did he ever write anything any good? Uh, Remind me, guys. I like, I like Daredevil. With Mark Wade and Samney. I like the Daredevil. Yeah, Mark yeah. Wade Daredevil with Cream Samney is really good. It must just be uh, again with Cream Samney. He did uh, Black Widow, something more modern as well. Kind of after Daredevil. Th- those are good. But that's but that's just. <clears throat> I really enjoy the comics because of Cream Samney art as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what pulls that was that's what pulls me in on it as well. Samney's got a, a good way with the art that still pulls you along, regardless of the shite dialogue. Um, but I don't know. Like, it's clearly it 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 clearly shows that Wade really likes Daredevil. 
Whereas I don't think he actually likes the Justice League. Everything I've read of him where he's wrote the Justice League, it's not been it's not been fun. It's not been good. And yet the art show the art shows that it's meant to be fun and enjoyable. Um, well, Howard Porter and uh, either Kitson or Augustine, one of the two. Um, but they just—I don't know. The the words—it's like the words don't match. They just—they just don't match. It like sucks the life out of them. Mark Waid's run in Flash, which was one of his first kind of professional jobs, mm-hmm. it's actually all right. Maybe he's just not good with teams. I I think with Mark Waite is it's actually been better with Marvel comics right. than actually with characters from DC by the fact that he is a big DC fan. He mm. was when he was young a really big DC fan. Okay. And Justice League was really really big for him. Um, <sighs> Doesn't I, show. But I haven't read that one, so I don't know. I don't know year one how good it is or not. I really haven't read that one, so I can't judge on that one. See, it just, well, does, just doesn't show. But looking at that, looking at what he's done with stuff that he's done with Marvel, I think his Marvel, he's been luckier there. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, I think he's luckier there. <clears throat> no, it was. <clears throat> I do like I do like the Daredevil stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of Mark Wade, so um, take that as it is, Dave. I mean. I'm not a fan of Mark Wade, and that's all right, as far as I'm concerned. I guess. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. Makes sense, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so because I think Mark, it... Mark Wade is a is a is a big pal of Graham Morrison, and we know how much you love Graham Morrison. Fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark Wade and Graham Morrison are really good pals. That'll be why Sorry. he followed them then on on uh, GLA. Oh. Yeah, they, they, I mean, Wade did Flash, and after that, Morrison did Flash with Mark Miller. Oof. And they, there's another, fuck, there's another fucking good one. So, yeah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Christ, oh my God. In the, the Fantagraphics book, the story of Fantagraphics, because he used to work there. Did he? Mark Wade. Yeah. Fucking hell. How the mighty it's, have it's fallen. Just, if you, if you, if you, uh, uh, it was just a quick wee bit, but it sticks in the mind. Gary Groth was saying he used to go into work like at noon or something and work through to the early hours. And But one day he went in a bit early and he went in and Mark Wade was literally rolling around on the floor, crying, wailing and gnashing and screaming. And Gary Groth just went, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then Mark Wade got up and went, oh, oh, he's here, and went away and sat at his desk. And, and then later on, uh, like, and nobody else was like making any notice like this had even happened. And then uh, Gary Groth was saying, apparently he just behaved like that every single day, and, this, and everybody just had learnt to ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just reading about that in, in the... In the book, it sticks with you, you know. So what? I don't know, maybe it's a crybaby or something. What the fuck? You know, I, I just immediately um, dismissed Morrison's JLA. I can remember going into Forbidden Planet 
and whenever it was, maybe '96 is ringing a bell. When yeah, we... sounds about right. And at uh, <clears throat> the Justice League number one, another number one, ten years after the last one that I had been on board for the Justice League International. And there it was, Justice League number one, a return to greatness, and all this kind of whatever written on it. And it was the seven, it was the original characters that were selling it on that, and it was Grant Morrison. And it was like, no more of that messing about. Now it's the real Justice League. It's Grant Morrison, yeah. And I just remember thinking, nah, I'm not even going to try. I just thought, I've got my Justice League. They're not going to be able to do better than what I liked before, you know? <laughs> so that was it. And indeed, it did go on, and a lot of people, it's got a lot of fans, his run, doesn't it? Uh-huh. I often read things, oh, the classic Morrison run and all that, and I do just smirk to myself thinking, I was just too close-minded to even try that. I just thought, <laughs> nope, Grant Morrison, Justice League, nah, no thanks, don't uh, want that. I wish I had. I never liked it. I like Brian Morrison's stuff, Grant, quite a lot. Of, I never liked the Justice League by him. So oh, por- you didn't like his Justice League? Never. Is it the port? Uh, times. Was- I, I read it when it came out first. I managed to get the first issue in Spain, and I thought, nah, that doesn't that, that cut it for me at all in any way, shape, or manner. And then I read a few more, because I think uh, the Canusta Library had one or two books, one or two the traits from that series. And I read them, and I thought, nah. That's not, no. That, that's not the Justice League for me. That's just doesn't doesn't work for me at all. I didn't like. Was it the um? Was it the Porter, the Howard Porter art? No. No. See that sometimes that sometimes puts people off. Uh, the Howard Porter at the beginning, I thought, oh, I'm not sure about the art, but he was he was decent. He was okay. You know, he he, okay. He was just fine. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Uh, oh, that's uh, an, endor- that's I mean, an endorsement. There's artists, there's, well, there's artists that I really like and really enjoy. Howard Porter is no one I enjoy, but I don't hate it. I don't hate him. I don't hate his work. But it's no, by any stretch of managing one of my favorite ones either. But it's just the story. I just thought, nah, this is no. Nah. It's like, I'm, I was like Dave as well, because I was such a big fan of Justice League International. Well, oh, Justice League uh, of America and then International and JLA, JLE and all that. All that run, that was fantastic because the script was really good. The artists were very good. It suited the art and it was just everything gelled really well with that series. And then mm. after that, and yeah, when I remember there was, as Dave said, there was a lot of big things. Oh, it's Grant Morrison! <laughs> This is this is it. This is the new golden era. Blah blah blah. Uh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> no. Sorry, but no. 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 There's people who really like it. Fair enough. Not for me, thanks. Shit. <laughs> Not um, for me. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, Mark Mark Wade might end up meeting the bottom of the bin. <laughs> before this year's out. <laughs> uh, prick. I think I might to give it a go. If you, I would read it. I haven't read that one. I'll give it a go and see. Uh, well, well, or you're going to get rid of it. You know, just send a message in WhatsApp. No, no, no. Well, when I'm, when I'm getting rid of it, Nando, I'll just pass it on to you. Yeah, yeah. 
It's it's gonna. Do you know what? I'll, do you know what? I'll be honest. Yeah, it's gonna meet the pile. So when I'm when I'm wholly finished with it, then I'll I'll pass it on to you, bud. Uh, we'll have a go. I've made I've made my mind up. Even if I even if I started to enjoy it, I think it would still meet the pile. I kind of I kind of vibe by it. I sat there all that time. I read those first sort of fifteen twenty pages and went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then just flicked through it, reading like odd bits and went. Oh my god! Why have I had this for so long? <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, Mike's... Is what's his name in it? Uh, snappy car. No, no, T- no. Nah. Oh bloody hell! What it's an omission. The, it's on the fucking B-listers as well. Like Batman and Superman are barely fucking in it as well, and yet, and no, no Wonder Woman, and yet they're on. Like Batman and Superman are on the sort of back bit here. A bit, a bit of Green Arrow as well. I think Green Arrow shows up for about ten minutes. Same with the Atom. It's these. Actually, I was going to say it's these bellends, but I do actually like them. It's Aquaman, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter. Uh, uh, oh my God, her name is just Black Canary. God, that disappeared. And the Flash. You know, and it's mainly them. And oh, oh, Christ, Christ. <laughs> and I love Aquaman. I think I, I liked the Aquaman bit that I was reading just because he was there, but I just hated the the slant that they were taking on it. It's just it's just tired. It's such a tired routine. Oh, he's so crap. Fucking hell! If you don't like him, don't write him. Don't bother. Just don't bother. <laughs> if you don't like him, don't bother. <sighs> anyway, Mike. Intention film. <laughs> yeah, well, what I'll do is I'll, I'll say my intentions, then I'll I'll uh, quickly show you what I got for Christmas, and then I will say my future intentions. Oh, okay. Uh, which hopefully won't be failures. Um, so first book <clears throat> is the uh, thrilling adventures of Lovelace and Babbage. Yeah, yeah. Mhm. And I've been looking forward to reading this one. It's kind of based loosely, very loosely, on the real life friendship that Charles Babbage had with uh, Ida Lovelace, who was the only legitimate child of Lord Byron, the epic poet. Ah. And uh, it's it's really good. Um, very enjoyable. Black and white. Love the artwork. Uh, everything's done in in good humour. And it's always emphasised that this is sort of in a sort of pocket dimension. This is another sort of reality, uh, because tragically, uh, lovely Lady Lovelace died uh, very early, um, and uh, Babbage's machine never got built. So in this reality, his uh, his massive calculating machines have been built, and it's sort of like steampunk. And one little one little thing though, this uh, book is renowned for its footnotes, and sometimes they can be uh, they can take up more space than the actual uh, <laughs> the actual uh, comics themselves. Jesus. So there's a lot like this. Um, so each chapter has end notes. Each page almost has footnotes. Christ. Sometimes the footnotes have footnotes of their own, <laughs> which in turn have. Uh, uh, notices at the end notes and then there's the appendixes but luckily the author has often referred to this as a comic so 
I do count it as a, a graphic novel, but there's um. Sounding all about academic to me, like. Oh, it is. It is, uh, and she'd done a hell of a lot of research about it as well. Um, she she not only did things like internet searches, she went for actual documents that were in the British Library. Uh, but the she actually got on the bus and went to the British Library, yeah. I think she did. Yes. Um, oh. Here we go. Uh, some fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic Kirby-style uh, um, artwork. And lots of references to other real Victorians. Um, definitely worth having a look for. It's out in paperback as well. Did you enjoy it? A lot, yeah. Right. Uh, the thing is, when you when you read the actual comic bit, the actual comic it would be easy to skim through, but because of all the footnotes, that's what takes uh, a lot of the time. So once I'd finished reading the actual comic, I, I sort of looked around, saw the appendixes and thought, oh, that's it. <laughs> so I was really looking forward to seeing more. I don't know if she's ever done a sequel, because this started with um, an internet uh, webcomic, I think. So this is the uh, printed version of that. All right. I need to I need to double check, but it's... Uh, oh, and... Uh, it's Sydney, Sydney Padu, but I don't know if I pronounce her uh, surname right, so I'm very sorry if you if you hear that. Padua. Padua, Sydney Padua. Yeah. Well, she made it really enjoyable, and uh, physics and ma- mathematics can be extremely difficult to, to learn. I'm not a natural mathematician, but I really like the way how she uh, tried to explain a lot of it in, in diagrams and in comics, so that's it's well worth it. My uh, my second of my to read was Flesh. Mm. This Dino combined Hills. version. But I know this is not every single Flesh story. This is just the ones that were in black and white. And it starts the classics. Back from, yeah, it starts back from the early 2080s. But it does it does move on to more recent ones uh, that were also done in black and white. So you get the classics and you get some of the, the sequels that come much later. But it's uh, it is funny. A lot of it's classic 2000 AD where you get a lot of tongue-in-cheek moments where people are all looking forward to their dino burgers and then all of a sudden they get bitten in half by, uh, by a rather angry dinosaur. <laughs> uh, the, main, the main star is, um, is the one, old one-eye, a Tyrannosaurus, who uh, seeks vengeance on the main human character. And it's not not the only human character though. Uh, there's one because Errol Errol Regan was the main hero, and then there's Claw Carver who was his enemy, who had the, basically his hand had been bitten off, and was replaced by the sickle claw of a of a Deinonychus. That's like a, a Velociraptor style dinosaur. So he would go around uh, whenever he loses his temper, he just starts maiming people with his arm. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then afterwards, you had the adventures with a with a large prehistoric sea reptile called Big Hungry, <laughs> who was a, a creature called an Orthosaurus, which didn't quite reach that size. But for the comic, it's an absolute laugh. So again, I recommend this. Lots of humour, but lots of gore. My uh, my third one was King. Oh, and uh, by the way, the uh, the flesh had lots of different authors and yeah, va- artists. Various 2000 yeah. AD ones, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, so now we've got King. It was the uh, 
the graphic novel about the life of Martin Luther King. Um, more appropriate, it's more the run-up to to the assassination. So you get more of his later life, and then a few flashbacks to his early life. And again, it's a it's sort of like a mixture of styles. So you get you get black and white, then you get color, and uh, then you get some uh, explanations at the back. And one of one of the things, because um, I had talked about this earlier this year, and one of the things I think I missed out is that at the very back you get a, a drawing of world lead, world leaders who have been assassinated, and each one is holding a bullet. Oh wow! It's a brilliant picture. It's got Martin Luther King, Mahatma Gandhi, um, Robert Kennedy, Malcolm X, John Lennon. Um, Abraham Lincoln and uh, John Kennedy. It doesn't tell you who they are. I I, uh, I recognise them instantly because the artwork is uh, really brilliant. Mm. <clears throat> so again, I I do recommend this this book as well. Some of the pages can be when you open them up, they look um, they look like they take ages to finish. But when you get the when you really get into the story, you really do sort of uh, skim through a lot of the pages. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, King. Good hardback book, so it's uh, it's um, not a book if you've got scrawny arms, but it's definitely <laughs> worth, uh, worth having a, a look for. <clears throat> my uh, my my uh, three books I got for Christmas. One of them I count this as a Christmas gift. Hmm. Atomic oh. Hercules. I think you guys got this as well. I was yeah. killing myself for a lot of this. It was absolutely hilarious. Atomic Hercules goes commando. <laughs> it was, it that, was funny. That I mean, title was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tony's got some sense of humour on him. It's brilliant, and instantly you know what you get when you see the cover: lots of violence and uh, some uh, semi-pornographic moments. And uh, uh, even though there's a, a, a mutant monkey getting his face punched in, you know that there's a lot of humour in there. Yeah. So if you get get your hands on Atomic Hercules, it's uh, it's hilarious. I got this book from my uncle, completely unexpected, and it's a this is a hefty one as well. It's DC through the 80s, and uh, this was the end of eras. So it's basically showing you some of the last stories in some of these 1980s uh, books. So oh. uh, it's a mixture of artists again. Uh, some brilliant artwork. This is the artwork I grew up with. I I like this artwork especially because this is what I read when I was a kid. See if you can get a, a few looks. It's a variety of DC characters. It's got the the first first one is uh, Batman's Brave and Bold. It's uh, two stories, uh, well two issues. So you got the the Batman from uh, uh, from the classic era, and the Batman from uh, a more 1980s style. They don't meet each other. It's just they have this villain who's able to travel through dimensions in his mind, and he fights both Batman. And um, it's got stories by Jonah uh, of Jonah Hex, uh, Wonder Woman, um, The Flash, Superman's in a few of them, um, and then obscure stories I'd never heard of. There's some war stories. The one I I really liked is uh, the one. Let's see if I can get it here. Weird. Weird tales of war. So basically, you've got a Frankenstein's monster, 
a werewolf and a vampire, and they've been sent on a sort of <coughs> yeah, the the creature commandos. Yeah, the creature commander. That's right, creature commander. Yeah. Yeah, it is brilliant. I mean, the, the poor werewolf has a weakness where he instantly changes back to a human at the most awkward moments. <laughs> is uh, is the haunted tank in there? Uh, I've not come across it yet, but um, I gotta love, the, gotta love the haunted tank. <laughs> one uh, one of the highlights was this one. Oh, nice! Masters oh, of the wow. Universe. Masters of the Universe. That seems and, like, uh, that seems like a really good book, Mike. It is fantastic. And it's just uh, like final issues. It's uh, well, it seems to say final issues, and some of them do end in sort of cliffhangers. But it's uh, oh, and uh, set uh, two issues as well, so it's like the final two for mm. some of them. It's uh, DC through the eighties, and it's in three parts. So this is like the first one, and it's it's enormous. It's brilliant. Um, but the Masters of the Universe is brilliant because uh, he might well Prince Adam walks into the court, and uh, he's late, so his parents are angry. And uh, he comes in with two ladies, and and he's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm looking. I don't want to come in without suitable companionship. And man at arms shouts out, only two wenches, lad. You're losing your charm. <laughs> and then he says, out wenching again, boy. <laughs> boy. I don't. I don't think they had that in the cartoon, but uh, no. Yeah, I, I thoroughly thoroughly recommend this one. See, the cover has a rather rather sad looking Superman, because uh, I think because this is to emphasise that this is um, a book that tells you about the end of errors. And in between this, there, there's not just the comics. There's uh, a lot of interpretations. So you you learn a little bit about what mood the uh, the artists were in. That's uh, uh, things that... about their. That's whatever the, happened to the man of tomorrow. Yeah, that's the cover for whatever happened to the man of tomorrow, the Alan Moore. Ah, one of the yeah, one got, of the illustrations for it. Yeah, it, it's got black and white <coughs> illustrations, and uh, see if I can find it. It's got lots of um, here we are. Lots of newspaper comics as well. Oh, lovely! So it tells you about what was going on in the in in america with uh, newsstands not selling as many comics and how they had to change and adapt and how how the specialist comic book shop sort of saved them and rescued them but this uh, this one has like it must have hundreds of pages they're not they're not really um oh yeah it's got over over 400 and uh, uh almost five over 500 pages christ and uh here's where i am <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of Still, still near the beginning. Early I did days, read, yeah. uh, I did read the Creature Commandos and the He-Man one early, but it's uh, it's again another another great great book, good surprise. And then uh, another book I got for Christmas is one I thought I wasn't getting, but I did get it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's the original. The original artwork, original stories. So much of this was used in the uh, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Is that the one is, back in nineteen ninety? What's that called? The, is it the Ultimate or the? It's the Ultimate Collection, yeah. Volume One. There are seven seven uh, volumes of this, and I, in, I I enjoyed this so much. I intend to get like get my hands on the others. Again, at the end of each chapter, 
there's an there's an interpretation from uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, and it tells you about what they were thinking at the time when they drew this, and it kind of reminded me of what we've done with the uh, with that comic smell comic, because a lot of the time they were living apart from each other and they had to mail artwork to each yeah. other so they all did a combination of artwork on same pieces so it was like a mixture so one of them would do like um bits of bits of black and white and the other would do shading and so on and inking then later on they got a, a separate ink uh, um, separate letterer to help out because um a lot of the time we think that we, we remember that um, they were sharing the same flat at one point but a lot of the time they actually lived in different states so they had to post their artwork to each other, which is uh, pretty funny. I mean, uh, and, and it tells you the story of how they were how they were doing at the early days, where they they ordered a few thousand copies and then they got they sold them out so quickly that they needed to order a few more thousand. And kind of um, enjoyable reading how these guys uh, went along the early process. So um, before I wrap up, my three graphic novels which I intend to read Mouse because ah. I bought that I bought that um, uh, last year and uh, the one I've got comes in two volumes so I count that as one book so I'll read that I've also got Marnie the Fox from when I went to Harrogate um, a year and a half ago I've been meaning to read Marnie the Fox so I'll read that one and my other one is right behind me. It's Judge Dread, Volume One. Big, big red. Hang on. Hmm. Is it the big collection? The the complete case files. That's it. Judge Dread. So that's that's my three intentions for the end of the year. Wow, just uh, just made that easy for yourself, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> ah, don't tell me you're all slackers. Uh, Marnie the Fox. Do you, want, <laughs> do, you me, do you want me to go get it? No, 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 no. It's fine. Uh, who who published that again? Is that? Ah, I'll have to go get it. Is that it 2000 then? AD or Rebellion? Um, I would suspect that 2008 took over because it appeared in a British magazine. That was something I did actually want to read. Scott Goodall and John Stokes. Rebellion. Rebellion, yeah, I was right, I was right. 2008 online, yeah. Yeah. See? See? I, should, I, shouldn't, uh, have doubted, I shouldn't have doubted myself. But it's not, it's not done like your usual 2000 AD where it's a few pages per chapter. It was basically like two pages for each chapter. Yeah. So each, a... one, each one has the heading Marnie the Fox right above it. Oh, I'm struggling to pick three. I've picked three. I feel like such a swat now. How many have you picked? You mean Nando me? or me? I mean me. you. You. <laughs> I mean you. Yeah. You know you. You. No, no you. You. Me, Talking me. to you. Yeah, you. Me. No, I know you. You. Hey, this is a, this you. is. You. 
At home, how many have you picked? <laughs> I'm aware of, of time. I'm okay. jumping off at nine. Yep. So, so I'm I'm going to jump into what I got for from Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mentioned this already, what we don't talk about. Yep. One uh, that Tom has spoken about a lot, the story of sex from apes to robots. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Santa. <laughs> That's I'm right. directly to you, Santa. Yep, Santa, <laughs> Santa's sitting going, that's okay. <laughs> yep. And then the third one I got was the Dave Mazzucchelli oh, yeah. Daredevil Artisan Edition. Oh, look at that. What a beauty. I never got the, uh, the hardback, the big one, when it came out. Uh, and then it came out in this paperback which is really nice. It's got all the overlays in it, all the all the artwork there. Lovely. So I've had fun looking through that. And while I'm here, I'll give you my three that I'm going to read this year. Inspired by Nando. I've already read some of this, but I'll finish it off. My The Celt Hugo Pratt. Oh. I got this do you know what we're probably talking decades ago at this point and I think I read a couple of them and I liked them but I just never went back so I'll do that one I'll also finally read my Dal Tokyo Gary Panther Oof. got this a couple of years ago love it looked through it looks great still sitting there Unread. Christ. Diabolical landscape. <laughs> sort <laughs> of strip. Oh, yeah. A comic strip. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look I, at that. I love Gary Panther. He's so surreal. Mental. Spell Tokyo. I found. Um, did, you, did you find out the name of his, his newest one? It's like Drum something. Yeah. No, I never looked into that. It was. It was Oh, it was yeah. Pre- yeah, it was previewed on something. They were like, "Oh yeah, it's... you see the cover and you're like, what does that? Say? What does that even say? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's something like drum yeah. drum something. Can't remember. But I came up and I was like, oh, you're speaking about that stick. <laughs> uh, the last one, I'll do the cabbie that I've had here by Marty. I've had that for a while. I'll have to read that. It's kind of like a bizarre. Dick Tra- version of Dick Tracy. Very strange. Very dirty. <laughs> I'll read the first strip I'm looking at. Everyone, where's Sissy? What? She's still not back from her prostitution lesson? Prostitution lesson? Yes, Pop. That's the surprise we had planned for you. So that's what we've got in store there. <laughs> Do you know what? I'll throw in another one. I'll do four. I'll do. Fucking hell. I'll do my Batman. Oh. Nice. Strange apparitions. Late seventies. Oh, I've got that. Yeah. That's a good one. That. Yeah, these are classic late seventies. Is that Danny O'Neill? Uh, is it? I'll need to open it. Maybe, maybe not. I thought. It's Marshall Rogers. Is it Marshall it's Rogers? The artist. Yeah. Yeah. And um, here we go. This 
Austin doing the inks? Steve Englehart. Ah. Steve Englehart. Steve Englehart, Dennis O'Neill. No, I was right. Rosakis, Len, Green, Marshall Rogers. I reviewed that one when Tom had his old flat. I brought it into the kitchen. I bought it in that Eagle Moss sale that was on last year. I thought I've always wanted to read through all that in one. Yeah, same actually. That's my four. I I bought I bought that separately on eBay because uh, I missed out on it on the Zavi thing. Uh, so I bought, I bought it separately. Yeah, it was good. I'll say mine quickly. I'll have to jot them down as I go as well. And then I'll show mine as well. Okay. Right. Uh, do you know what? You do yours first. Me? Yeah, you do yours first whilst I jot down mine. Okay, so for Christmas, well, I got Challengers of the Unknown, Jack Kirby, Thank You Very Much, Santa, aka <laughs> Tom. <laughs> I'm reading this just now, and it's just pure 1950s adventure comics by Kirby. It's just, oh, it's just. What well, the doctor order? I mean, that's just fantastic. Stuff. Look at the cover. Look at that. Looks great, yeah. Fucking giant tentacle. Matter, <laughs> <laughs> you know. There's like yeah. everything. Big robots. <laughs> it's just amazing stuff. Just like Kirby could only do. There's one here that the multivac, and it's just there's, the perspective is is diabolical, but it can. Kirby is the only one who can do that. And it's just, I was looking at that yesterday and I was like, what the actual, what is going on here? I couldn't work out how the robot, if I can find it. What is the robot thing? Ah, that one, yeah. Splash page. Nice. And it's just, Mental is you try to work. You would think, oh yeah, I, I will do the perspective of that. And I, I can, it, it, no, it, it doesn't work, but it does because he can make it work, and that's why he's the king. <laughs> that's true. But, so I also got um, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. By Paul Levitz. Ooh. Nice classic stuff. There's few artists on it. Mike Grail, Jim Starlin. Um, who else is in here? Um, Rick Estrada, Juan Ortiz. Uh, so there's few different artists of that of that era. So that's that's one or teeth style, very classic of the kind of early seventies sort of DC. But yeah, very. That one is the uh, Estrada. Oh, lovely! Look at those colors. The colors are actually they're quite good. The way they've done it and the paper they use for this format, you know, it's not a it's still a stock paper. And they have they haven't overdone the colors quite respectful to the originals I thought so yeah I really like that 
stuff. But yeah, this is this is really nice. It's one of these hardback editions. Quite expensive to buy on its own, but Savvy had them uh, just before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And a fiver. <laughs> Five pounds. It's good for a fiver, yeah. Well, because I had to <clears throat> Amazon, and you buy one of those, it's about between 20 and 30 pounds for one of this. So... I've got one little niggle with that. I, I like the the Legion of Superheroes logo so much, the one on the comics. I wish they'd put it on the book there. Yeah. It's just a little niggle. Oh, yeah. So I bought another one, again, from Savvy, and that's the Wonder Woman 75 years when they did DC celebration, did the 75, 75th anniversary. Um, so that one collects stories from different eras of Wonder Woman. So you go from the very, very beginning, and then it goes through the different ages from the 50s towards the 80s. So you get artists like Jim Collin, and, and then it goes into the George Perez, Wonder Woman, uh, and then... Bill Jimenez and the other artists and the other writers, the Gail Simone and Greg Kraka. Uh, it's a nice collection. It's a really nice collection. And um, I don't know the other DC collections because I, I, I know they've done Superman, Batman, Flash, Lex Luthor, etc. I don't know the rest, but certainly this one works really well. Uh, there's one or two issues. The, the stories are generally just individual stories but they are a good representation of the whole history of wonder woman and so yeah it's a nice it's a nice collection to be honest again it was five pounds it was a bargain so how was that um regreso al eden the latest book graphic novel by paco roca yes um lovely lovely book and um very touching and lots of things that it reminds me of my mom and dad's family and their parents and grandparents and you know it's accompanied with photographs and looking at the society and history and lifestyle of spain just after the civil war and during the dictatorship with franco um really nice really touching book again uh, this completes the memory the so-called memory trilogy uh, by paco roca and spain they call that trilogy with wrinkles the house and Regreso al Eden, which uh, I suppose they'll title in English Return to Eden, very Paco Roca style, dominates perfectly. So good. Uh, it's just uh, so simple and at the same time so difficult to do. <laughs> How he plays with the colors and and lots of the memories is keeps this sort of sepia, dark, sort of very monochrome. Many things are like that. And, but that contributes to the whole um, feeling of the story. It touches, it touch, it definitely touch 
such a fiber on you. So yeah, very, very nice. And I want to mention this one as well. Universo by Albert Montes. Now, this one is going to be published, I believe, by Image this year. Universe. Universal. Oh, Alberto Albert Montes. Yeah, I know him. Yes, Albert Montes. Um, science fiction, science fiction stories, but really nice art and color and style. A fantastic collection. And all the stories are connected one after the other. I don't want to spoil it because there's a lot of spoilers in first time to see, but yeah, it's really really good it has won several awards in spain uh Abermontes is a veteran in spain he he used to work in a magazine called el jueves which to give you an idea is kind of private eye and uh, what's the other one kind of satirical comic spectator spectator uh, no no the the comics the vis <laughs> so, so the Jueves is kind of the private eye and the Viz all merch in one uh, and it's a magazine for adults but it's all comic strips mm-hmm. all of it and it's all about uh, critics uh, critical reviews on politics, economics, society you know about everything and anything no one is safe there no <laughs> one so and it's been going on for years and years and years. Belmontes used to used to work there, used to have his uh, comics in there, and he's done other bits and bobs and study self-published as well, and he's done as well comics online like Universo. It started in that way, and so yeah, that's a great collection, and that's it. Nice. Obviously, like, yeah, go for other people, but that that came after Christmas. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, I know you're. I know you're shooting off in a sec, so I'll just show you yeah. my my Christmas things quick. Um, I got Leica by oh, yes. Nick 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 Ab Ab Abadis. Oh, Ab Ab. Say it. Say it. Abadis. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Abadis. Um. So yeah, looking forward to reading that because I, I heard it. What was that? It's lovely. It's a lovely story. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm. I'm forever angry of what they did to Leica. It's just not fair. Um, yeah. So I heard this puts a nice spin on it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to reading it. I've got um, the cigar that fell in love with the pipe by him and oh, somebody else. I can't remember. Then there's brazen. By Penelope Baguio, Baguio, how do you spell it? Baguio. Penelope, Penelope Baju. Baju, thank you. Uh, Rebel, Rebel ladies who rock the world, and it's just lots of short, um, short comics on different women across history. Um, but it was nice. I just like the look of it. I like the look of some of the styles and stuff. There's nice like pinups and stuff in the middle. It's lovely. And Adrian Tomina, New York drawings. So I was quite taken by that. 
Um, I held on to that and held it close to my chest when I got it. <laughs> it's a lovely piece. Um, there's some nice comics in it, but there's just some nice, lovely observation drawings. You know, full pages to, to these little observation drawings. So, quite nice. But there is, it does open up straight away to, to comics, you know, so I wasn't completely disarmed. <laughs> but it's a nice, it's a nice put together soft cover. It's quite a nice sizable piece as well, you know. So yeah, chuff for them. Very chuff for them. Santa was very good to me. Mm -hmm. So that was my that was my ones that I got. I, d I don't know what to tell you as far as in in intention feels that I'm going to pick. I'll, I'll let you go, Dave, um, and uh, I'll I'll email them to you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll find out next time. Yeah. So I'll let. I'll, I'll say bye just now, Dave. <laughs> yeah, see you later, guys. Catch you later, Dave. Bye. Bye. And there he goes. There he goes. He's frozen. Godspeed. <laughs> uh, do you know I'm really stuck on what to go for? I'm actually, you know, I'm getting like, uh, I'm getting like Nando. I'm looking at my shelf and going, I've read them. I don't uh, have anything I haven't read. Obviously, apart of the things that. I'm going my pile just now, which I'm going to read through, but... Um, right, give me a sec. On, the, on his way. Yeah, give me a sec. Right, okay, I picked three. I narrowed it down to three. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, well, David did four, and I've got one that's two volumes, so what? maybe you should have five or six to make up for it. <laughs> that's fine. I'm I'm currently reading, like, quite a lot, so my, my reading list is clocking up. I'm not jotting them down this time, I'm actually just taking pictures of them and putting them in a folder. So at the end of the year I can just get all the get all the photos and be like, no, 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 yes, no, yes. <laughs> um but no, I have I've wait a minute, I'll I'll show you. Where's um, that? Keep recycle. Keep keep recycle. Oh they'll already be they'll already be gone if it's recycle. <laughs> um but reads of twenty twenty one I've got I've got 14 pictures already, but one of them's got five comics in the photos, so it's 19 of them so far. Uh, well, sorry. If there's 14 photos... Yeah, 19 of them, yeah. Um, don't know if you'll be able to see. Oh, But there's... There's all the different ones that I've read so far, and I've just taken photos of them, or taken... Oh, or taking screen captures of them. But, uh, right, here's... What three are you going to read? Here's my three. I got halfway... I got, I got halfway through this one and didn't finish it. Um, and I'm surprised I haven't finished it yet, to be honest. On a sunbe sunbeam, Tilly Walden. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ja, da, da, da. Um, but it's a big bad boy. Lama. Yeah. Whoa! That was unexpected. Yeah, it's a, it's a Whoa. beast. <laughs> I got about, I got about halfway through it. Um, I noticed your biceps increased in size when you lifted <laughs> that book. There are some, uh, there are there are some beautiful visuals in it though, like it's absolutely gorgeous. But because it's so big, it's uh, yeah, it takes some time. But it's, do you know what, it's quite a breeze. I mean, I got through a number of pages pretty quickly. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, 
yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I'm 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 determined to smash through the rest of it. Very good. <laughs> it's funny though. Just and duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost as wide as it is uh, thick. I think when you can put the, I think when you can put the title standing upright. I think that's when you've you know you've got a big <laughs> big spine. One day they'll aim for a comic that's shaped like an actual square or yeah. a, a cube. A graphic novel shaped like a cube. <laughs> all three all three of mine are actually pretty big. Uh so the next one is What a show off. Box Office Poison, Alex Robson. Um it's a top shelf. Yeah, yeah it's a top shelf book. But once again, Another biggie. <laughs> um, I've read I've read a number of pages of this as well. I just haven't finished it. Uh, but really nice art. Very good. Yeah, nice black and white. Um, but yeah, it's good. And they sort of play about with panels sometimes. Just sort of putting in more panels in the middle and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's lovely. Uh, so yeah, looking to get through that. I'm not making it easy for myself. Um, do you know what? a lot of the ones that I've got left that have to get through are bigger books? I've I've made my way through some of the sort of smaller ones. You know what I mean? Um, making myself out to look as if I've read more than I actually have. <laughs> um, and the last one was an anthology of graphic fiction, cartoons, and true stories, edited by Ivan Brunetti. But there's loads of artists and writers and stuff in this. Um, it's from Yale University Press, Volume Two. Ah. ah. Okay. You might recognise the artist on the front cover, or you might even recognise him more so from the back. Is the clones? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Daniel Klaus. Yep. It's even little bits on the inside, little comics on the inside flap. Look at that! Old <laughs> that detail and all that. Yep. Uh, there's a lot. There is a lot in this. There's Charles Burns and everything in this as well. Wow. Um, yeah, it's good. I'll tell you some of the some of the names in the contents. Uh, so there's Ivan Bernetti, obviously Chris Ware, uh, Drew Friedman, uh, Kim Dyke, um, Art Spiegelman, Basil Wolverton, Harvey Kurtzman, Robert Crumb. Uh, yeah. yeah, let me see. There's loads. Gilbert Hernandez, <laughs> uh, Gary Panter. What the? Yeah, Charles Burns. <laughs> uh, loads. Wow. Yeah, loads. Jeffrey Brown, wow. Seth, um, wow. Jaime Hernandez, another Chris Ware, Bill Griffith. Yeah, loads. Loads. Another, oh, another Robert Crumb as well. That looks really good. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of different coloured pages and everything. Like it's ridiculous. So it's it's just mainly a collection of a lot of their stories and stuff. But yeah, all together. Yeah, there's 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 unique ones that are in it and stuff as well. So I've had it for ages, and I just keep meaning to actually sit down and go through it properly. But yeah, it's good, truly good. There is a volume one with kind of those names and stuff as well. That's that's still on my old Amazon wish list, and I very much got my eye on that for uh, some vouchers that I have. <laughs> very good. Yeah, guys, I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, I'm 
Yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, it's been good. See you guys. It's good it's to speak good. to you. It's a good start to the I new year. <laughs> so we'll be in touch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, WhatsApp and emails and other media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, guys. Okay. It's good to see you again. You too. See you later. See you soon. Bye. Bye. send us any comments or questions or just to say hello you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at thatcomicsmell share the podcast with your friends and followers we are on soundcloud spotify itunes youtube and most other places you find podcasts and don't forget to rate review and subscribe thanks for listening our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp. That Comic Smell comic issue number one is now available to buy. Join David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadaka and Tom Stewart with guest artist John Tucker as they create their first anthology together. Buy your copy today at fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com Go to fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com today to buy your copy. This episode of That Comic Smell is sponsored by David Robertson's The Taybridge Disaster Comic, now funding on Kickstarter. On Sunday the 28th of December 1879, the Tay Railbridge collapsed as a train from Burnt Island to Dundee passed over it, killing all aboard. Read about this extraordinary event and everything surrounding it in the new comic by David Robertson under his Fred Egg Comics imprint. Go to Kickstarter today and pledge on the Tay Bridge Disaster Comic. <laughs>